Welcome to Agent Unstuck Calls, where we talk to real estate agents who are experiencing a challenge in their real estate career and they're looking for an alternative solution. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with MastermindAgent.com, and I'm excited about this episode, so let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, Kelly, thank you for joining me today. Uh, how can I help you? What challenge are you experiencing in your real estate practice? So I am definitely not skilled at follow-up and converting leads. And I would love to hear any advice that you might be able to offer on those topics. Very good. Um, so I heard follow-up and converting leads, correctly? Correct? Yeah? Yes. Okay. Let's do this. Let's talk about, uh, so I understand where you're coming from and your, your experience and, and where you are and things. Uh, give us a little bit of your background. So how long have you been in real estate? I've been in real estate since 2014, so coming up on seven years. Seven years. Awesome. And uh, how, um, well, tell us your, your production level. What kind of number of homes are you selling or volume or something like that? Give us perspective. So in my market, our average price point is about 350. I think my personal average price point is around 450. And last year I did, I think, 22 sides and um, with a... Uh, total of about just about 10 million in sales. Oh, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That's great. Thank you. Um, so you're doing this seven years. Uh, you closed 22 transactions. That's phenomenal. You know, that's way above the national average. I think about four times above the national average. Oh, that's great. Five times. Um, you must be doing something already really well for the lead generation. And now we're talking about the conversion side. Uh, mm -hmm. Tell us what sources of business are you currently taking in? Uh, how, how did you find these 22 people you closed last year? So I am very blessed with a large sphere of influence. Um, I've lived in my town for almost 25 years, and I've been very involved in my church, which is really the biggest source of my business, probably. Um, I've been involved in schools and Columbia, um, I'm sorry, uh, community groups. And um, I also do a lot of open houses and I've had pretty good luck with getting clients from open houses. Um, I've had some referrals, both from our, um, our brokerage, our gold team, which is the, you know, the top performers and also from um, the CRS designation, certified residential specialist. I've been involved with that for about four years um, on leadership with that. And um, I'll actually be the president next year of the Maryland DC organization. So all of those, oh, nice. um, all of those avenues have been great sources of business. Well, that's fantastic. Congratulations. Let's, uh, let's talk, uh, about how you said you have a big sphere of influence. How big? Um, probably 600 or so. I mean, I know that's more than I can possibly work, but that's probably how many names I have that um, I could really call and say, hey, you know, let's go have a lunch together or something like that. People I really know. That's great. That is fantastic. Um, Let's go again. I know I'm not, I haven't answered your question yet. I'm getting there. <laughs> so my next question for you is um, uh, you've got this database, you're working it. What is your goal? You've closed 22 transactions. What do you want to get to? Is there something you want, you want to maintain this level? You want to go to some other number? What's your, your big picture goal over the next year, two, three, five? What, where do you want to go as far as units and volume? 
So my manager will laugh when she sees this because I had a conversation with her when I was at about 5 million in sales. And I said, I'm really happy at this level. I'm happy to stay here. And so then I got to 10 million and I'm like, oh, I like this. So um, do I have a specific goal set down? I don't. Um, I'm really happy at 10 million. I would love to do more. Um, my husband and I are kind of maybe five years away from retirement. And, um, you know, I would love to be able to make enough to buy our retirement home. So um, loose goals, but nothing really in writing. Okay. Uh, so you, what it sounds to me like what you want to do is you want to figure out how to take alternative leads in that are not repeat and referral and learn how to convert those. Is that what I've heard? Yes, I'm very happy with repeat and referral, of course, but, um, you know, if I can expand that, uh, that would be great. I do meet a lot of people at open houses, and um, I even do floor duty at the office, and I just want to be able to really hook those people in and um, convert them into clients. Good. So let's talk. So that's what you're looking for. So are you looking for uh, uh, lead conversion ideas for open houses and open house leads? Definitely. And um, even just ways to stay in touch better with my past clients and my sphere. Okay, good. All right. Now we're now we're opening it up. That's why I needed to get a little background. I need to kind of understand where you're coming from. So you're not looking at, say, internet leads or uh, cold leads coming in that you want to convert. You want to learn how to do more with what you currently have. Your your PCSOI, I call it PCSOI, past clients and sphere of influence, mm -hmm. uh, as well as some. Now you're you're adding to it with your open houses. You're adding to your leads, your database with the folks that you connect with. I assume, uh, and uh, so we basically have two categories here. One is how do I get more of these new faces in from these open houses and get them connected into me quicker? And then how do I expand my PCSOI as far as getting more of them interested? Because you have a great database, a phenomenal database. In fact, I want to start there. I always want to start with PCSOI. It's kind of my nature at this point. So let me ask the 600 people, I, you kind of start to answer the question, but if you saw each of them in the grocery store from across the aisle, would they recognize you? Would you recognize them? Could you start a conversation? Yeah, I think so. That's fantastic. That's a great database. Okay. Um, let's start there for a second and then we'll go into open houses in a minute. So starting with the, uh, the PCSOI, here's some interesting numbers for you to start to think about. Uh, you have a database. Do you, I assume they're all in a, a, C, a CRM? They're in the database. Uh, uh, they're not, or they are? No, I'm so bad about this. Yeah, I mean, I've just been very, very blessed in my business. People just call me and, I mean, I don't do any marketing, really. I don't do any prospecting, really. I'm just um, very, very pleased that people think of me when they think of real estate. I, I am uh, pretty active on social media, so that really contributes to it as well. Okay, so you do have a marketing program, a prospecting program. It's you're reaching out through social media, people are coming back into you, they're seeing you and they're connecting with you that way. Is that true? Yes. Okay, cool. Uh, when you say social media, what are you talking about? Mostly Facebook. Facebook, very nice. Uh, and so you're seeing that there's a change in their life and you're saying, hey, that's awesome that Sally just lost her tooth. And, you know, I hope everything goes well. I see Johnny's reading a book and here, here's here. Let's make a comment about that. Maybe I'll get him a book or um, 
as you know, in the old days, we'd give you a card to go to Barnes and Noble or something. I don't even know if they're around anymore. Uh, but that's the kind of thing you're doing, right? You're seeing changes or activity in people's lives. You're making comments and you're connecting that way. Definitely. I really try to make a lot of comments on people's pages and even in like community groups, like, uh, you know, our county moms group or whatever. Um, I, I try to stay active in a lot of those groups so that my name is out there. And um, I also, uh, having taken the Ninja installation, I'm a big fan of writing notes. And so I will take social media um, into real life by writing a note or making a call or, you know, even sending a text. But I really do like to try to um, be very personal with people and um, involved as much as I can and helpful. Nice. How do you know it's 600 people? So I've lived in this town for 25 years. And um, for the 25 years before that, I lived in a town that's only a half an hour away. So, um, you know, I still have friends from elementary school that I'm in touch with on Facebook and all through high school and my whole life. And like I said, church is a big thing. Um, a lot of people have come and gone from my church because we live in a, a military area. And so I try to stay in touch with those people. And um, gosh, most people that I meet, I just see if they're on Facebook and send them a friend request. Aha. Uh -huh. And so do you have 600 friends then on your uh, Facebook page? I have probably double that. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. uh, let me go back. And again, I just want clarity. Do you see you Have you listed out all these people's names and put them in the CRM? No, okay. I haven't. I have a CRM. We have a great CRM through my brokerage. And right. um it, it pulls in all of my contacts, like from my um, multiple email accounts. And like, I've been meaning to sit down and dig through it and organize it, but it just seems like an overwhelming task. Um, <laughs> I just need to make that happen. Good. A lot of great ideas and poor execution. <laughs> well, I wanted to see where you are. You know, uh, let me give you some big picture. By the way, first of all, this is awesome that you're doing this much business based on a, basically a social media uh, strategy of reaching out to people through social media. It shows the power of a Facebook account and what you can do with it and leverage it. Absolutely. Let me point out that I've been doing a lot of research lately with uh, past clients and sphere of influence and databases and people who work them well. Uh, for people, if you have a database that's formalized and you start a program to reach out to them, if you do... Uh, so, so not a great job, but you're kind of trying to do something, actually formalized it, and you're working it. It's typically about 5% of the total number will end up repeating or referring over the course of a year. Okay, it's about that number. It might be a little higher or lower, but that's about right. So in your example, with 600, it'd be about 30 closings a year, right? So That'd be great. You're, you're just under that mark. And that's why I'm kind of giving these numbers out to get a kind of perspective. Um, and you, so you're probably at, I don't know, what are you at? You're probably at about three and a half percent or so uh, of your list that's sending a repeat referral. Not bad, not bad at all. I'm just telling you, you've got some, some potential there that you could tap into without mm -hmm. going into other things. <clears throat> Let me give you the big picture. The people who are really good at repeat and referral. I've talked to a bunch of these agents there. I mean, they're just at the top of their game. They've got their database in place. They've got their marketing campaigns. They're working it really hard uh, in their way. 
uh, they're reaching up as high as 20% of their wow. list repeating referral every year. Just talked to a lady, it's 21%. And there's not a lot of people up there, but they are there and they're doing really well. So with your list at 20%, holy smoke, what are we even talking? That's 120 closings in the course of a year, right? What I'm saying is you have a ton of potential in that referral database you've already developed and established and congratulations mm -hmm. for you. That's a good size list. I hear people say they have a large database, but when I ask them the question about the grocery store, they they, don't, they say no, they wouldn't reckon, it couldn't start strike up a conversation. So that's why you're <laughs> ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you that people who aren't the best, they're not phenomenal, but they're not the worst. They're not, you know, just kind of cruising along. People who work it, but they're just kind of working it. They're not the, the phenomenal, not the worst. They can usually hit around 10%. Okay, mm -hmm. I just talked to another guy. He's, he's pretty new in the business, but he's been working his database and he's been hitting 13%. All right, so let's say 10%. If you hit 10% of your list of 660 closings a year, five a month, you know, that's pretty phenomenal. Um, awesome. I just want you to know you have a ton of potential in that database and the, it's the best business to have bar none. There's no question in anybody's mind, anybody who's sane, that repeats and referrals are the best business. Uh, it's the easiest business to get. It's the friendliest business to get. It's the highest mm -hmm. close rate ratio business. Like internet leads, you close one in 100. You have to yeah. go through 99 no's to find that one person who's going to close. Referrals are at the other end of the spectrum. It's basically a two to one when they do the, the studies. So two referrals come in, one's closing. Right. I mean, it's awesome. amazing. Uh, open houses tend to be about 10 out one out of 10. Um, uh, and so same with uh, for sell by owners and expireds. They're about one out of 10 if you're really working it. So ha to have a one out of two repeat and referral, that's where you want to go. That's the easy business. Uh, they also don't tend to fight you on your commission rate, at least not as much as these other areas. So you can get your mm -hmm. full commission or a very good, healthy one. Uh, they tell their friends and family, they love to work with you. They listen to your advice. There's so many reasons to work with repeat and referral that I, I highly recommend you focus everything on that Yeah. Uh, and don't worry about everything else. You're doing some open houses and that's great. You're pulling in some new leads, but I would only do that in the idea of I'm trying to find more people I can add to my sphere. Um, mm -hmm. If something pops real fast, great, but I'm my real focus is to just keep building people I like in my sphere. So with all that information, uh, you talked about conversion. Is it really more of a question of a marketing campaign or a reach out campaign to your sphere? Probably, yes. I, I just, um, you know, as much as I can, I keep up with people in person or in social media, like I said, but I don't really have like a mailing campaign or an emailing campaign or um, through the CRS that we use, we can do like just listed, just solds. And we have a neighborhood news newsletter, which is great. Um, and I have some people on it, but not everybody that I should have on it. Um, so yeah. And, and also just like following up with past clients too, like a, having a, um, a program of, you know, reach out after so many days. And then again, after another so many days, and that kind of thing. You, have you ever done a count of your past clients? Do you know how many there are? I think I've sold about 80 houses. Yeah. 
Yeah. And those are some of your biggest advocates because mm-hmm. they already know that you know what you're doing, right? They know you can perform and right. they're willing to tell their friends that you can perform. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a, a leap of faith here. You've got this 600 database. It's not a database yet, but the 600 group and that you have done it. You've created this group through uh, social media. You got this 600 person group uh, that you networked in with. My guess, though, is that it's probably a small group of these people, maybe 10, 20 or 30 that are giving you the majority of your referrals. Is that true? Yes, definitely. Good. And what are you doing with them that's different than what you're doing with everybody else? Um, I, I try to go out to lunch occasionally and just, um, you know, have more relationship offline than, you know, just being in touch on social media. So um, I definitely have a few that I take good care of. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, how often are you going out to lunch with one of these friends? Like you go week, once a week, you're going with somebody. Is it every day? Is it once a month? What do you think? Oh, not even that much. Maybe a couple times a year. Okay. Yeah. Good. Well, here's the deal uh, from what I'm seeing. You have tremendous potential to develop this database more. I want to keep saying, though, that you've done a great job of creating the thing in the first place. Mm -hmm. Just because it's done in this social media space doesn't mean it's not there. You created it. You're working it. It's giving you returns. The question is, and that's why I asked at the beginning what your goals are, if you want to increase that number easily (laughs) by working this a little more formally, I could easily see you creating a database, creating a more formalized marketing plan to to reach out to all these people more frequently and through Mm -hmm. other mediums. Okay, because they may not all be at social media. They may be in different ways to reach them. Uh, and that you could get that number up to, say, 10% of your list closing. I mean, think about that. Wouldn't that be phenomenal? It's 60 closings and you got the same database and you're basically doing the same thing you're doing. Would you be okay with that or would that be a problem? <laughs> well, it would only be a problem in that I would need some help, which I don't have. I do everything my own, myself. So, um, but yeah, that's a that's a possibility. I can, I mean, I would love to do 60 deals a year. <laughs> sure. And there are people that do 60 by themselves, but you are correct. They're running crazy. Uh, At that point, you're typically either bringing in a a contract transaction manager, you know, somebody to handle Mm -hmm. some of that paperwork or either a part-time or full-time assistant to help. Um, But believe me, if you start running the numbers, you have more than enough uh, cash running around to to bring in somebody and and work with them. It really comes down to, do you want to manage somebody and work with them? Uh, right. directly. Uh, have you ever managed people in the past? No. Okay. So it would be a newer experience, but believe me, it's not, it's not that difficult. You're, you're in the driver's seat and there's, anyway, there's, we could talk about that another day about how you do that properly. Um, but I am so excited for you. How about if you just, uh, if you just went from 22 to 30 closings or say 36, three a month, Three a month would be fabulous. I'm, I'm trying to get to two a month pretty steadily. I mean, there are some months when I have three, four, or five, and then some months without, you know, maybe one. But um, yeah, if, if I could do three a month pretty regularly, that would be awesome. Yeah, that'd bump you up about 50% in all the numbers across the board. 
as far mm -hmm. as your volume, your units, your GCI, everything would bump up about 50% of where you are now, yet it still would be manageable and be something you could do without bringing in an assistant. That's yes. all so possible with your database mm -hmm. and what you got right now. So uh, here's what I think uh, you need to do if, if this is a course that you like. It's to dig deeper into this PCSOI uh, and create a formal marketing plan. But before you do that, you've got to do the thing that you've been hesitant about, which is you've got to bring these people into the database and you got to work that a little bit. Now there's ways as you figured out to uh, draw them in through some of these, your database, your CRM may have a way to pull them through Facebook, pull them through your email, pull them from your phone and so forth. You're mm -hmm. probably gonna end up having to manually enter a lot of information. As you're building this database, you want to take it in steps. The first step is to identify names, okay? Just do a brainstorming session. If you're old fashioned like me and you like to write, I don't know if you notice, I've been taking a lot of notes. If you like to write with pen and paper, just go ahead and write out a list of all the people so you don't forget them. And start with the closest ones to you first so you don't forget them. So friends, well, start with family, okay? Your family, close family, your spouse's family, and kids, and so forth, you kind of branch out in a circle from you with family and relations. Uh, mm -hmm. And then you're gonna, you'll start bringing in other lists. You should also, by the way, the one of the first lists should be past clients. That should absolutely be one of the first lists. It'd be an easy one to pull up uh, and get the inf uh, information is second. First is the list. Get all these people, go in your social media accounts, pull them out, go on your phone, pull them out. Um, and get that list going and find out exactly where you are. It may turn out your list is only 300, which is still an amazing list. Uh, it may turn out your list is actually 800. I don't know. Let's find out what this actual list is. Pull them all together. Get yourself a count. And then you're going to start putting them into the CRM and you want to get contact information. Ideally, here's the stuff that you would have. You would have a name. You would have an address. You would have a phone number. You would have an email. Uh, you might have a social email account or something. You can tag them that way if that's important. Um, the other thing is if they're past clients, you want a close date. Okay, The close date becomes a great thing to call on and to, to work around. Uh, birth date. If you can find out a birth date, Facebook obviously throws those out. I would start writing those down, face, mm -hmm. uh, birth dates. Uh, anniversary of a wedding, okay? If you know that, that's a great one to call up the day or two before and say, hey, you know, I heard you, I see your anniversary is coming up. Don't forget to get a gift for your wife. Come on, Mike. <laughs> that's a great idea. <laughs> right? And then you're kind of a hero and it's kind of an easy, fun call. Uh, so these are, uh, if, if it, at all possible, if you know the kids' names, because I know you're socialing and networking, if you know the kids' names, dogs and dogs names. I know I'm, I'm adding a lot and making it sound bigger than it needs to be. But if you find that kind of stuff, you're not going to find it for everybody. You may, you're not going to not likely to find all that contact information for everybody. And my whole point of this is don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. Get what you can. If you just have their name and phone number, great. That's a great place to start. If you have their name and an email, fine. That's where you can start. And just get all that information in there. And what you'll do is you go back through and start adding as you learn things about each person. Right. Um, one other idea, and again, I'm throwing out a lot, but uh, while you're doing this, you're going to, 
And again, I'm jumping ahead, but you're going to categorize these folks. Okay. There's a lot of different ways to do it. You're going to find the system that you feel best about. One of the ones that I've heard recently, though, is the ABCD pro, uh, uh, classification or grouping. Mm-hmm. And keep in mind that everybody says this differently, but it's basically the same concept. A's are people that have either closed with you or sent a referral. They've taken action. They proved themselves in either closing with you or sending a referral. Okay. Okay. In your career. Mm -hmm. Um, B's are people that you think would, you think they would send you a referral or purchase with you or sell with you, right? They, They do some business with you if the need came up. And then C is you have no idea. They're, they're just neutral. We don't know yet. They haven't really established in my mind whether they would or wouldn't, but they're a potential. Okay. Okay. And D is dead. <laughs> it's dead. It didn't work out. They, they literally died and you're keeping them in your database. They moved away really far mm-hmm. away. You don't think they'll ever do anything. They got their own license. They're never going to buy and sell with you now. Right. Um, for whatever reason, they're dead. You might want to keep them separately. It's still in your database in a separate category, though. So you keep tracking them. Okay. Because um, okay. maybe they try real estate, don't like it, come back and need your help, as an example. Definitely. Move away yeah. and they move back. And now they need your help. Um, so those are that's kind of the big picture of the database. And the first task is going to become your assignment. And that is to write out the list. The first task is the list. Okay. And that's going to take you a bit. Although you, I think if you look in these different places, it sounds like you already have them organized just in different places. Mm-hmm. Pull them all into a list and get yourself a count. My question to you is, when could you do that? Oh, you want a date? <laughs> oh, I do. I want a date and a deadline. Yeah, we're setting you up a deadline. All right. Um, gosh, what's a reasonable time frame for something like that? A week? Completely up to you. That You get to pick that day. You All right. what you think would work. All right. Um, let's make it next Friday. Very good. So that's that the 20th, right? Let's see. Today, today's the 19th. So, excuse me, the 9th. Next Friday. Yes, the 20th. Good. Thank you. I okay. was looking at the wrong way there. Okay. August 20th. What time would you have it done? All right. Okay. Let's do, um, let's do 5 p.m. Perfect. 5 p.m. End of the workday. End of the workday, you now have a deadline. And most people, if they're given a deadline and now mm-hmm. they have a little bit of accountability, they're going to get things done. Right. And so the accountability piece for you is you're going to email me when you get the list done. And okay. say, hey, Mike, I got the list done and here's my count. Here's the number. All right. Okay. And I'll do it. Perfect. And that's going to help you feel better about this whole thing. Because once you get the list formalized, Everything else becomes easy. It's easy to update. It's easy to work. It's easy to kind of figure out a plan for. Those are the next steps. And they're pretty easy once you get the list. The biggest problem most agents have is getting the list. Luckily, you have created that list in the the, Mm -hmm. the social media space. What do you think about this? It's probably the kick in the pants that I need because, um, you know, like I said, there's a ton of names in my CRM that I just need to 
go through, sort out, update contact information, um, you know, organize into lists. So by starting with actually just writing down the names of the people that I need to focus on is the best first step. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a brainstorming session. that will get everything out of your brain onto that paper. Let yeah. it flow. It's going to be fun. Think wide and expansive. But always come back to that question. If I saw them in the grocery store, they saw me, would we recognize each other? Could we strike up a conversation? Um, the, and the other thing I want to throw out, which I, I like to do is, if there's any name that you come up with and they're a past client, close family member, friend, whatever, but you don't want to do business with them. There's some Leave reason. Them off. <laughs> don't get along. It didn't work out. Something's wrong. They go in the D category. Oh, okay. You still put them on the list, but they go separate. And the reason is you don't want to poison the pool. You don't want to poison that pool of A's. Okay. You don't want to feel bad about contacting your A's because you know that, I don't know, Chuck is in there and you don't like Chuck or Charlene or what there's somebody in there you don't like and it's making you hesitant about contacting your people right uh-huh. so that's why you put them into a separate little category they don't know but they're over there in that little category does that make sense yeah okay and yeah. so I mean would I would I mail to them or no no they're just they're just there just take just in case yeah there's not going to be many there might be a couple yeah uh, like, I don't know, have you ever had a client where you're like, oh, I can't wait till this deal is over. I can't stand these people. It's just awful. Did you ever have one of those? Fortunately, I haven't. You are lucky. <laughs> I, I feel very lucky. Yeah, I really haven't. So I'm thankful. Good. Yeah. And maybe you have nobody in there that meets this qualification, but I've talked to a lot of people that do, and I can think of people that it's happened to me. So if that pops up, I just highly recommend you put them over on the side and the D's so they don't poison the pool and you're okay about moving forward. Well, good. I can't wait to to see this list and hear your report. Was this helpful? Very much so. I appreciate your time, Mike. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you, Kelly. Well, that's it for Agent Unstuck Calls. It was a lot of fun today. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and click that like button. And if you want to hear more calls like this, go ahead and subscribe to the channel and hit that notification bell so you know exactly when the next episode is coming out. And if you have any thoughts about what you heard today and you'd like to relay that to everyone else, go ahead and put that down in the comment section so people can talk about it. And finally, if you're stuck in your real estate career, you're a veteran who's having some challenges and you can't figure out how to get to that next step, go ahead and schedule yourself an unstuck call. Just go to agentunstuckcall.com. That's agentunstuckcall.com. And let's get you scheduled in. You'll go in there, you'll fill out a quick survey, you'll find a time that works for you, and we'll get on a call just like this and see if we can't get you some answers. All right, this has been a lot of fun. I'm your host, Mike Cerrone with Mastermind Agent. And again, thank you for joining us on Agent Unstuck Calls. Take care.